0: To Totalis Rankium. This week, Constantine 2!
1: You join us here in our one-year birthday party. Woo! One year! Here we are. We're with Jeff. We're with Roger. We're all here. Yeah, all the emperors we've reviewed so far. Yeah. Yeah, oh, here we are. Excuse me, excuse me. One year. Yeah? We've managed to do this for... One oh, no year. That's amazing. One year. 58, 59 this will be episodes. Oh, wow. A quarter of a million words <laughs> and notes. Oh, <laughs> If... If I remember correctly, something like coming up to three solid days of recording. Yeah. If you put all our episodes together. Wow. Okay.
0: That's yeah, uh, not bad. All right. Well, it's, don't forget all your accomplishments. I've I filled four books. Yes. notes. Four books of notes. And you'd think after all that time I'd a bit better with N- practice, but... No. No. Unfortunately not.
1: No. But your, your doodles are coming along quite yes. well. Yes. Yes. It's a nice cube, though. Thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. for like the shading. All right. Well, here we are. One year in, and it's the one and only Constantine, Constantine Two. two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should have uh, kept Constantine the first for an extra. Week. <laughs> Maybe we should have done, but
1: who knows? Maybe his son will live up to his father. I think he will. I'm hopeful for this. I mean, you do know how they refer to the Constantines, don't? No, they don't. No. Do they? Don't
0: do.
1: No. Mm-hmm. Before we start, yeah. however, cue piano music. Oh. That piano music so useful. It is, it's good, yeah, it's good. We were contacted. Hmm. A couple of people about Constantine's score. Yeah. Some people feel that we were unduly harsh on his fightiest Maximus score. And, you
0: know, I mean, we, we take our history very seriously, don't we, Rob? We do, we do. We like to be accurate
1: and like to keep things, you know. We do. And it was pointed out that he scored less than Maximian. It mm, does seem a bit odd. Less than Diocletian, uh, mm. I personally can understand that. Because Constantine, we scored 15, didn't we? We scored Constantine 15, yes. Mm. I scored him 8. You only went for 7. Mm. Well,
0: considering he basically beat everyone was undefeated, mm. I'm happy to increase the score by 1 for my 7. So you are adding 1 to your
1: 7 to make 8? Yes. That gives him a total of 16. For fighting. So if you recall... He was less than one point away from being in the lead. He was. So he now is in the lead. No. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. Because we've also had another chat, because this opened a bit of a can of worms. Yeah, didn't it? And, and I, I,
0: I personally genuinely don't think he's as crazy as we perhaps made him out to be. Because you scored him a five, I scored him a six. Yes. I think I was been a bit too harsh with that. So I'm actually going to deduct one crazy point away. So his score remains... Fifty-one point
1: eight eight, but he's got a, he's he's better at fighting. He's better at fighting. We're he's decided. less crazy. And also, can I just point out, looking back at your notes there, that means you now agree with my original score in Fightius Maximus, and now you agree with my original score in provium Crazium. So what you're trying to say here is you were right all along, Rob. You, you were right all the wrong all the all the wrong,
0: Rob. You you were right. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving so on. Constantine right. two. Constantine 2. Here we are. We have moved out of the Tetrarchic Wars. We have indeed. It's gone. We're going to have a few episodes on Constantine's sons and relatives. Yeah. As we dive into the Constantinian dynasty. At least it rolls off the tongue. It does, doesn't (laughs) it? Say goodbye to the meeting of 308. Oh, missed that meeting. No more will Constantius die. That he's. I think, quite relieved at that. Probably. At least Constantius won. That's he? true. I'm not too sure about Constantius II. <laughs> yeah. So, quick recap, because it's been two weeks for you, as we did our solo episode last week. Yes. Constantine is dead. Aww. The Empire, for the first time since Diocletian, is stable. However, Constantine leaves the Empire not to his eldest remaining son, but also to all his sons. <laughs> and some of her relatives. Yeah. <laughs> What can go wrong? Let's
0: see how it goes. I mean, historically, we've we've done this, haven't we? We know that every time there's more than one ruler, it it goes well. It's stable. <laughs> no uh, jealousy or arguments. To be fair, he was
1: stable under Diocletian when there was more than one ruler. But he he was essentially the ruler. He though. was the he was the man. Really, he Everyone was. Knew he was yeah. the man. Yeah. Right. Okay. Let's dive into it. But what's this? A quick swerve? <gasps> because we're not diving right into it. Oh, liar. <laughs> yes, I am. We are, in fact, before we start Constantine two, going to look at the Council of Nicaea. Ooh. Yes. That one. <laughs> that one. I, I am. Yeah, well, this is um, It's a very important event that occurred during the rule of Constantine, but we just didn't have time to cover it in Constantine's episode. Yeah, fair enough. The political and religious ramifications of this meeting are going to be felt for the next few episodes, so it's important we do cover this. Okay, and I did mention it slightly. You, you'll recognise it soon. Okay, <laughs> I thought I remembered something. End A no. no. Small light bulb kind of <laughs> flickered for a bit and then just broke. <laughs> had a little bit of wire so inside just snaps. And... Yeah. <laughs> right. Not long before Constantine's death, Constantine realised that this new religion that he wanted to solidify the empire was actually already very fractured and divided. Hmm. Which is a shame for him. <laughs> yeah. We'll have one yeah. religion, one emperor. It will just be simple. It will work. Don't you agree, Christians? Which version of Christianity? <laughs> yeah. Who are you talking to <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Recent persecutions had banded different variants of Christianity together. Yeah. Looking like a common em- enemy to, to really pull together everyone. <laughs> so Christianity had seemed like a good, solid, unified unit. Mm. However, now they had freedom to practice, it turned out that a lot of people had very different ideas on how they should practice. Mm. There were two main things that were upsetting the high-ups in the church at this time. Number one, when should we celebrate Easter? Okay, yeah. No one had thought to jot down the actual date that Jesus died, oh, okay. and, uh, so they didn't, <laughs> they didn't know when to do it. Fair enough someone suggested following the, the moon and people went, why not? Let's roll with that. Yeah. But that led to troubles. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're not going to go into that one, but that was one problem. Okay. There was a bigger <laughs> problem. And this is the very, very important problem that I did mention last week. Something about days. Not days, no. Hours? No. So how how was many that? Something.
0: was <laughs> that? How many, was it six days or seven days or something? I genuinely no?
1: don't know what you're talking about. Maybe I think it's something else. Carry on. Fair, fair enough, Fuck. <laughs> This was the all-important question. Was Jesus God? Oh, yeah, that one. Was he the son of God? If he was the son of God, could he also be God? Could they be God and not God at the same time? What was going on? (laughs) Generally, (laughs) I get the feeling that too many people were staying up until three o'clock in the morning. Drinking coffee. Drinking lots of coffee, just getting quite wired and (laughs) trying to figure out this question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So the thing called the Arian controversy started up at this point. Ooh, that sounds a bit Nazi-ish, doesn't it? It, it does, but it's named after Arius, <laughs> okay. as mentioned last time. A priest in Alexandria, Arius was preaching that God was the only true God, okay. and Jesus, his son, was God's first and best creation. What? So you had God. He created yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus was his first and best creation, and then everything else was created. That's what what Arius thought. Well, no. (laughs) You're not having that? No. No. It's not what it says. (laughs) Oh, well, according to Arius, it is what it says. But before we go on to that, (laughs) opposing Arius here is the Bishop of Alexandria, conveniently called Alexander. That helps. Which is quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. And he said, Jesus is God. God is Jesus. They are one and the same which probably made Christmas dinner quite awkward. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Jesus, pass the gravy. What? <laughs> <laughs> it just gets very confusing, doesn't it? And I bought a present for you. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as you were saying before, Arius did have an argument to put forward. He replied to the bishop's criticism with this. If the father begat the son... Oh yeah <laughs> You the word begat. you know it's a good argument when begats in there oh. So if the father begat the son, he that was begotten had a beginning of existence and from this it is evident that there was a time when the son was not. it therefore necessarily follows that he had his substance from nothing. So he's begotten in the beginning which <laughs> he'd begat. Yeah um, Well I can only assume what? that Alexander replied to this. Them's be fighting words. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what your mum said. Yeah, yeah. So, Alexander not happy by this argument. Yeah. Heavy theological debate. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. (laughs) That we really don't need to get into. (laughs) So, Alexander sacked Ares and excommunicated him. Oh, no. Yes, not good. And Mm. all his followers. But it was too little too late. Word was spreading throughout the empire. It was the hot topic whenever bishops got together. (laughs) Yes. He heard what Arius is saying. He heard. He said begat and begotten. Yes. In the beginning. (laughs) My God. So, kill him! (laughs) So, Constantine, very interested in the progress of Christianity, created the first ecumenical meeting of the church ever. Ecumenical, just meaning general, universal. Constantine basically went, right, let's sort this out once for all. Let's get everyone together. Yeah. Everyone who is everyone, in one place, and we'll all decide. (laughs) Fight! (laughs) And then once we've all decided, it will all be sorted and no one need ever argue again. (laughs) Uh... Nicaea, a city close to Constantinople, was chosen and the invites were sent out. Oh, imagine if you didn't get one there. Oh, you'd be so disappointed. Yeah, just watching For Roger every morning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn, no invite today. <clears throat> oh, I'm going <laughs> to... Forgive you all. <laughs> <laughs> so all the dioceses of the empire sent representatives, apart from Britain. They we were pretty Celtish, weren't we at that point? Well, uh, there's still definitely Roman Christians... Oh, yeah. ...around. Uh, may- maybe just crossing the sea, seemed like hard work, or...
0: Yeah, well, that's... apparently it's impossible to get to Britain because of the <laughs> wild tsunamis that frequent the uh, English Channel.
1: Yes, yes of course. Yes, true. No-one so... wanted to brave it. There was shortages of geese, so no-one could <laughs> make goose fat on them to swim. That's so, true. Yeah. Yeah. So apart from Britain, all the bishops from all the dioceses went. Yeah. Well, not all of them, but a lot, in fact. Yeah. The senior bishop, or as they used to call them, the Pope, <laughs> of Rome was too old. This is back when you had several popes in various important okay. cities. Sorry. The Pope as we know it now hadn't quite established yet. Mm-hmm. So the uh, senior bishop, Pope of Rome, was too old. He sent some representatives. So Rome was represented. Jeff! <laughs> Please go. <laughs> take my words with you. What? <laughs> Remember we are not on Arius's side. Arius's Arius' side. Arius's <laughs> side. Arius' side. If you got that, Jeff! Arius's side,
0: not, not on Arius's side. Yes, I, th- I think I remember that side. I think so. <laughs> I think I, I've got it. Let me just write it down. <laughs> bishop.
1: Jeff. <laughs> oh, <Brilliant. well>, <laughs> in total, around three hundred bishops attended, each with deacons and priests in tow to like <laughs> look after their robes and stuff. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a bishop walking down a big dusty path and followed by a hulk. Oh, 50 priests, just <laughs> carrying all this stuff. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> like that. We reckon there'll be about just under 2,000 people in this meeting. It was a big meeting. You need a big room. A big room. Maybe I nice had lots of big rooms shouting, So let's get started! Dead, dead. Know, maybe it's like a really big table with all the bishops, and just surrounding it as all the, well, the deacons. Here's a question, what shape table? Cross-shaped, obviously. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Not practical, but it looked good. But at the time, though, they still crucified.
0: Yeah. Let's sit, let's sit around this object that means of torture and death. it be like judges now in the US sitting around, a, I don't know,
1: a big syringe. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> bit weird. Anyway. So, Ooh. who was there? Let's have a look at the guest list, shall we? <laughs> Alexander. Front. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you may come in. Alexander of Alexandria was there. Good. So was Eusebius, Ooh. our recent source, yep. who uh, loves the detail of the depths. <laughs> Arius was obviously there to argue his case. Other attendees to note is a young deacon named Athanasius. He's going to pop up later. Okay. He was helping Alexander of Alexandria. Oh. He was his number two. <laughs> Yeah, yes. So Athanasius was there. Okay. And Father Christmas.
0: What?
1: Father Christmas was there. Santa. Yeah. What? First Christmas meeting. We might discuss Christmas. He thought he'd best turn up. Is this Nicholas? Yes, this is Saint Nicholas. Oh, okay, I'm with you now. <laughs> <laughs> got you it. got there. Yeah. Yeah, Saint Nicholas was in this meeting. Oh,
0: fantastic.
1: Because... Oh, he's Santa! He's got to be there at the start. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Like I said... This meeting was to discuss when Easter was and um, the Aryan problem, but I think he we didn't was there. About that. <laughs> so forget Easter, guys. We've got to be talking about. I, I know Easter's big now, but I've got a good feeling about Christmas. Yes, with this time where all the Christians that celebrate Christ all get
0: together in some sort of mass. That's
1: yes, we, you
0: know that's what we need. <laughs> celebrate.
1: Yeah. What colour costume? Because obviously it's pre pre Coca Cola, so not red. Well, no, he was red pre Coca Cola. It is an urban myth that Coca-Cola. Really? Yes, I didn't know that. He was red and green, but you can find examples of him being red. Oh, pre-Coca-Cola. Yes, urban myth. <laughs> I imagine him in a like a brown costume. Brown costume, maybe, maybe, maybe red and green stripes. Oh, I like it. Yeah, the brown and sash. Yeah, and maybe he wasn't fully grey in the beard by that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. it's quite a young fat Christmas back then. Not, not so fat as well. No, he's a bit smaller. <laughs> His liver's still functioning. But he had already started on
0: the mince pies. He was there munching on the yes, mince pies. But pre-Reindeer. Yeah. had a few camels.
1: Yeah, yeah. So meeting starts. Everyone's there. <laughs> <laughs> the meeting opened on May the twentieth, three two five say this about you early Christians, at least they knew how to keep records. they yeah. have got some good dates. Excellent. Apart from the date when Jesus died. Oh, well, yeah, apart from that one. It was a long meeting. How long do you think it lasted? Oh, it's going to be, like, really long,
0: isn't it? Um, I won't say a ridiculous one, because I want to undermine what you're saying. Uh, a
1: week. A month. Okay. I'll but well done. done. Yeah. You definitely weren't in the hours. Yeah, so well done. Good. Yes, it was a month, maybe two. <laughs> oh, okay. That's yeah. a long meeting. It's a very long meeting. The debate was fierce. The debate was heated. There was some support for Arius okay. by some very powerful bishops, in fact, oh, who really? were very close to Constantine. Ooh. However, most denounced Arius as a heretic. It's mean. It is a little bit just, mean, it's isn't It's a different, it? difference of opinion Yeah. And belief. According to one story, and I'm going to have to right now thank Colin from the People vs. Potus podcast, because <laughs> yeah. he brought this fact to my attention. What? There is one story that the debates became so heated at one point. Father Christmas punched Arius in the face. <laughs> no! Yes. <laughs> Santa can't do that. Yes, he did. Oh. Yeah. I... See Arius mid-flow, mid-saying, hang on a second, if the father begat the son, then he was begot... Oh! (laughs) Santa! (laughs) Sit down! (laughs) Get rid of the brandy! (laughs) Is that too many? (laughs) Yes. Apparently this is probably not true. Um, I like to think it is. But we're going to say it definitely, definitely happened. More so than we usually say something definitely happened. Father Christmas definitely punched Arius in the face. Excellent. That happens. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the simple matter is, a lot of the dispute just comes down to semantics. Yeah, yeah. Differences between words such as born, begotten, created, suddenly becomes very important when you're dealing with the finer details of theology.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, the trouble is, you have lots of people speaking numerous languages. Yeah. Arguments of semantics are bad enough anyway. Yeah. When you've got multiple languages involved and translations, it was just a bit of a mess. Oh yeah, it was not an easy discussion. <laughs> Arius continu- continued to put forward arguments such as, Jesus was created by God, so God must have been first. God created his first creation, Jesus, and through him everything else was created. And he also stated Jesus had free will to make mistakes but didn't. Mm. Athanasius, remember, number two of Alexander, was arguing against him and opposed, saying that they are one and the same Arius was sacrilegious, as he was stating that Jesus was lesser than God Mm. Jesus also could not have free will, because that suggests that he could be corrupted, and Jesus was perfect So you can see why the debate was fierce Yeah, fair enough You've got some fundamental principles of the religion up for debate here Mm. But the, the trouble is, though, and you'll
0: probably answer this, but at the end of it, when they make a decision, you're just going to get people that go, Well, no, I don't believe that. Really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you shock me, Jamie. With your <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we'll see what happens, shall yeah.
0: we? I could so, be wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs>
1: Let's see. Some compromises were suggested. Generally changing words here and there, basically. <laughs> trying to make it sound a bit nicer. But hardliners on each side just could not be budged. In the end, it was decided. Jesus and God were one and the same. And Jesus was begotten from God, eh? Yeah. Oh, be- yes, begotten. begotten. You like that word. We'll put that in. Has that cheered you up some? He just humps and turn his chair, turns his chair around. Yeah. folded. <laughs> <laughs> Gives an evil stare to Father Christmas. Yeah, rubbing his nose. Yeah. Santa just much on a mince pie, smiling. <laughs> Riley. Yeah, the reason why begotten was put in there is uh, the word was made, but they changed it because he couldn't be made from God, because that suggests that Jesus was created from nothing and therefore was one of God's creations. And that was Arius's point of view. But begotten, he was created from God, as in he was God, and he... Yeah, yeah, your face says it all. It really just boils down to a really thin line of difference here. But it was a very important one to these
0: people. Do do you have a feeling that whatever your or anyone else's beliefs are, but just
1: God watching down this conversation going, you're missing the whole point. (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah, you certainly get the impression that beliefs have been put aside here, and this is now just political and personal fighting of people who don't like each other and are just refusing yeah. to accommodate each yeah. other's views. It's one upmanship. Yeah, so the meeting was wrapped up and all problems were sorted and Christianity never saw a rift again. <laughs> no, no, <Yeah. laughs> obviously not. <laughs> no, the Aryans had obviously not disappeared, as you rightly pointed out. They're still there in the background. The new religion of the empire. Constantine's not even dead yet. (laughs) And it is torn already. Excellent. Right. So, let's go into Constantine II. His lovely little son. Yes. So, Constantine was born in 316 in the south of modern France.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, very nice down there. This was during the first war against Licinius. He is the first emperor to be born a Christian. Nice little fact. By the time he was old enough to speak, he was living in a largely peaceful empire. Yeah. Remember, yeah. between the two wars with Licinius, things were quite peaceful and nice. So he probably had quite a nice upbringing. Yeah. There was the threat of Licinius in the East, but mostly it's all good. At the age of seven, Constantine joined his father, Constantine, on a campaign against the Sumatians that I briefly mentioned last week. Within a year, he would have followed his father fighting Licinius for the second time. So he's he's young, he's pre seven and he's already following his father around, getting used to what it's like on um, campaign. Yeah, emperoring. Yes. At this point, Constantine the elder brother Crispus would have been heir. Yeah. Crispus is still alive. So Constantine too, probably not fully expecting to be the ruler. Crispus is clearly the heir at this point, yeah. but he's still getting lots of experience. But then at the age of ten, his older brother was seized and executed by his father. Aww, Brutal. Now, I'm no expert. <laughs> but I personally think if a child watched their father execute their older brother <laughs> it would have an effect. Possibly. Especially when within six months, your father then goes and executes your mother. Oh. By yeah. drowning her in a steaming hot bath. Oh, yeah. Oh. So you saw that as well? Well, he was literally there. Yeah. Do you think Constantine was saying, Come on, lads, you've got to learn this? It's like being in the Game of Thrones, where his son is forced
0: to watch someone get beheaded. Yes, yes. A bit like that. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know any of the
1: names, but. <laughs> Do you think Constantine was like, Come on, son, one day you'll be ruler. Your older brother's dead now, and you've got to learn that sometimes you've got to execute your wife. <laughs> It's part of ruling. I know. Yes. Children,
0: anytime if your children disappoint you, look at you the wrong way, <laughs> say the wrong thing, look get... too fearful, <laughs> get you a slightly dodgy Christmas present,
1: which we'll now have after the meeting. Yes. So, um yes. Just, uh, oh, just hold, hold this towel. I'm going to need it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. It's the fact that it was a steaming hot bath. I don't know why. It's, that detail really sticks with me. It wasn't just a... She was drowned in her bath. Apparently it was a really hot bath. And then they threw her in a really hot bath and you, drowned her. Do you think that's going make it better? I can't see how. <laughs> yeah, I can.
0: The thing about drowning as well, it's not an instant death. It's not like you, you breathe in and it all goes white. No, you breathe in, then you cough out, you breathe in again. Then you slowly lose consciousness because your, your brain's losing oxygen. So you, After about almost a minute... And you lose consciousness, but you're still alive.
1: And this is what Constantine was explaining to his son. Your <laughs> <laughs> biology lesson. Yeah. Well, Whilst with the other hand holding down. <laughs> so,
0: oh. As your arm's thrashing around, she's in the slowest consciousness in about 40 seconds. Keep, keep a look, keep a look. See how she's trying to cock the water out there? close a closer look, closer look. Come on, son.
1: <laughs> Move the towel. <laughs> yeah. Horrified look on his face. <laughs> oh... Yeah, well, okay, in all probability, you didn't actually witness any of this, but he would have known that his father was behind the depths of his brother and his mother.
0: <laughs> That's, yeah.
1: uh, it's not what a ten-year-old wants, is no, it? it's certainly an elephant in the room at, at Sunday lunches, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, who knows, though. Maybe by this point, Constantine II's relationship with his father was so good, he'd been following him around on campaign... Maybe he just saw his father could do no wrong. And for me... It's it's a lot, though, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) You can do no wrong in my eyes, father. Oh, really? (laughs) Challenge accepted. (laughs) (laughs) So, at some point after this, after the the eyes had been dried, (laughs) the shakes had stopped (laughs) and the nightmares had ceased. Constantine appointed Constantine II the commander of Gaul. Oh, Yes, there was a, a vacancy there, because his older brother was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Constantine kept reminding me. <laughs> yes. This indicated that Constantine II was now the heir apparent. Okay. It was here that Constantine II wins the title Alamannicus. We don't know why, apart from, obviously, he must have defeated some Alamanni at some point. Or rather, his (laughs) troops would have done. He's still very young at this point. But he gets the title, which is nice. When he was 16, he was made field commander during the fight against the Goths. That, again, I only briefly mentioned last last week. Giving him some actual experience. So he's still following his father around, getting involved in the fight. Yeah. We don't know how much involvement he had with his younger brothers by this point. Remember, he's got two younger brothers. Mm. Constantius yeah. and Constance. Mm. But there's nothing to indicate that they were not close. There's just not any, there's no information. There's just not really any information. However, we do know that they're not close physically. They don't seem to have spent time together. Yeah. Well, he's Be- on
0: campaign, isn't he?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, he's on campaign, and if he's not, he's getting to know Gaul a bit better. Constantius, the middle brother, was sent to the east to get to know the east, and Constance, the little one, were sent to Italy. Okay. The three brothers were in these very separate areas of the empire when news reached them that their father was ill. Oh. Uh. By this point, Constantine the Second is 21, Constantius is 20, and Constans is 15. Okay. And then they hear their father is dead. Oh. Yes. <laughs> no, no good news, really. Perhaps the boys knew of the plan of succession. Mm. We don't know. Maybe it came as a surprise. But from Constantine II's point of view, he was in Gaul when all of a sudden he was made emperor, along with his two brothers and two of his cousins, who had been made Caesar. So so he's that emperor with his two bros and two cousins. Yeah, the two cousins are Caesars, But at this point, it's not very clear whether Caesar's are really kind of co-emperors like they had been recently. Yeah. What? So it's a bit sort of vague what their role is. Well, he can decide now, can't he? Well, yes, he can, can't he? As far as we can tell, Constantine did nothing to begin with. I'm sure he must have been doing something. He didn't just sit there. But we have no records. (laughs) Just staring at a wall. Well, he he can't go to sleep because every time he does, he sees his (laughs) scratching mother. That's a good point. (laughs) Word then comes through that his younger brother Constantius had gone back to Constantinople to preside over the funeral. And while Constantius was there, he also slaughtered most of the family. Uh, uh, what? (laughs) Yes. He sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we'll get to him in two episodes' time. (laughs) Yes. Killing anyone else who could even vaguely claim the throne. All the extended family of the Constantines were killed, including the two cousins. The two Caesars? Yeah, they're gone. Oh. They didn't last long. That was fast. God. yes. There were two very young members of the family that were spared because they were very young. We'll come to them in a bit. Oh, So, Constantine, and I'll just call him Constantine from now on since yeah. his father's dead. So Constantine, perhaps feeling as if this was a move against him, <laughs> perhaps thinking the only reason I'm not dead is because I'm not in Constantinople at the moment. Either arranged or agreed to a meeting between him and his two brothers. Yeah. We can only guess that it was a little bit of a tense meeting. <laughs> so, little brother, <laughs> <laughs> how's it going? How's Harry? Oh,
0: he's dead, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, miss... killed him, didn't you? Yeah. I was uh, just waiting for my
1: new Easter card from uh, from Clance. <sighs> nothing turned up, did it? Dead again. <laughs> yeah. Bit bit tense, but after a while they. Uh, they finally sort things out. <laughs> they pull out a map and decide, right, who's ruling what? <laughs> Dad left us the empire. Let's figure out what we get. Okay. And roughly, they stuck to Constantine I's plans. Constantius yeah. would get the east, including, importantly, Constantinople. Because he's already there, and he's established himself. It makes sense. And the Caesar that it was left to... Is now currently dead, <coughs> so he won't be ruling it. Yeah, Constantine would get the West. Yeah. At this point, little Constans probably just coughed a little bit. <coughs> but what? He was left Africa and Italy. Oh, <laughs> you look after that. Yeah, because oh, who cares about that? However, maybe Constans kicked up a little bit of a fuss here because he was then also given Illyricum, generally the Danube area.
0: Oh, yeah the nice easy going place yes
1: <laughs> maybe Constantius <laughs> and Constantine just went yeah you know what you, you can have you can have the Danube area can little great, why don't you have that Full of history <laughs> Death. we'll see how that goes shall we yes this was the area that one of the Caesars was going to take so it was up to grabs it made sense it kind of linked up with Italy yeah it put a buffer between Constantine and Constantius <laughs> so yeah oh dear <laughs> that's what he got Constantine was not best pleased with the fact that he quite clearly has the worst portion of the empire here. He's got Gaul, Spain and Britain. Mm. That's not great. Africa's not particularly great, but Italy has all the history, and the Danube Mm. regions where the fighting's at. And Constantius, like you say, has Constantinople and Mm. uh, and the East. So Constantine is not too pleased, but it's fine, he thinks. Mm. Because Constantius is getting the east, I'm getting the west, and I'm looking after my little brother Constans. Yeah, Africa, Italy, and the Danube are kind of mine. I'm just letting Constans look after it for a bit. Yeah, you get the impression he kind of saw it as he was the Augustus, and his little brother Constans was more the Caesar. Looking mm-hmm. over after those areas. Yeah, makes sense. Might it made sense to him. It certainly did not make sense to Constans. He <laughs> may have only been fifteen, but he did not see it that way. No, he this was a three-way split of equals in his mind. Yeah. So, meetings over. They all copied out the map so they all knew exactly who owned <laughs> what and no mistakes or confusion would happen later. Where
0: no the defences are.
1: Yeah. And then <laughs> then Constantine went back to Gaul to rule his part of the Empire. However, things soon grew. Terrible again the arian problem was rearing its head okay detour from constantine number two here we're going to have a look at a man called athanasius that's that guy that's that guy i said remember him so athanasius was born in 298 maybe (laughs) in alexandria yes in egypt by this time The Christian movement in Alexandria was very strong and was considered one of the most important Christian cities. This being the very early days of Christianity, young rich Christians were encouraged to learn from the greats such as Plato and Homer and Aristotle. Mm. This is before they put a stop to all of that (laughs) in later times. So Athanasius had a very good education. Christianity would have been a part of everyday life to Athanasius Mm. and one day he and a group of his friends, small children at the time, went down to the waterfront and started to play bishops. As all young children do. (laughs) They pretended to christen each other. Because they'd seen the grown-ups do it, so they're copying it. All of a sudden, men in robes appeared and took them to the bishop. This is the future bishop of Alexandria, Alexander. I mentioned earlier, yeah Alexander had spotted the children out of his window. He told Athanasius that he could not play around with baptism. It was a serious thing, but he was impressed enough and invited the children to train to be a cleric. so Athanasius started training and was moving up the church's ranks during the persecutions. <laughs> it was during these persecutions that the Bishop of Alexandria was killed, and Alexander took his place. There's a difference between being a bishop and the bishop of Alexandria. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander's now top bishop in Alexandria and continued to be a mentor to Athanasius and invited him to be his secretary. It was soon after this that Arius started to cause waves in the church... The Council of Nicaea was called, as we already know, and Athanasius was there to support Bishop Alexander. Yeah. Due to Athanasius's good education and his rhetoric skills, he was very prominent in the anti-Arian debates. Okay. He was one of the people up there forefront. Turn a phrase. Yeah, it's probably goading on Father Christmas when <laughs> he turned violence. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, he was right there up at the front. <laughs> so the Creed of Nicaea came out. That's just the end result. In favour of the anti Arian group, and Alexander and Athanasius went home happy. They yeah. had beaten Arius.
0: And everything would be fine.
1: Yes. However, Ooh. Alexander by this point was old and dying, and within five months he had indeed died. Mm. Alexandria needed a new chief bishop. Athanasius. <coughs> 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 Athanasius had risen in popularity by this point. Hmm. He'd made a name for himself in the Council of Nicaea. He was well-educated. He could speak well. He was was doing a good job. And he was seen as the natural successor. Soon he was indeed promoted to the Bishop of Alexandria, despite not being the required 30 years of age. He was just below 30, so he's still quite young at this point. So, Athanasius starts his job. What's the first thing he needs to do? Don't know. Well, he needs to deal with all those Christians who still adhered to Arian's views. Of course, yeah. Oh. Using his powers, he cracked down on the Arians. It's like pointed posters. (laughs) Yes. However, unfortunately for Athanasius, Constantine had some powerful Arians around him, including Eusebius, Mm. our source. Constantine had recently built a church in Jerusalem and had arranged for many bishops to attend its opening. So he sent an invite to Athanasius. Yeah? Yeah. I've just built this new church in Jerusalem. It's really big. Really big. Why don't you come along? (laughs) Athanasius thought brilliant until he saw the little postscript at the bottom. Oh. Which said, by the way, I'd also like to use the time to look at charges against you that you're abusing your power and being unfairly punitive to the Aryans in your area. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and one more thing, if you don't come, I will send soldiers to drag you there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that, that... It's not more of an invite, more of a a, a summons, really. <laughs> yes. <isn't it>? yes. <laughs> but but it had lovely gold lettering on it. It not oh, so, so nice, yeah. so yeah. it's fine. <laughs> so Athanasius arrives in Jerusalem and found that the council was completely stacked with Arians. <laughs> He was very quickly found guilty. With nothing else that he could do, he immediately headed up to Constantinople to appeal directly to the Emperor himself. He was given an audience with Constantine, quite okay. quickly, and was able to put forth a very compelling case. Oh, he speaks well. Yes, he's good at this. Constantine does not seem, as far as we can tell, to be really biased one way or another in this case. So he Probably doesn't care. <laughs> possibly. No, care. He, he seems to have some prominent Arians around him, but he doesn't seem to be really in favour one mm. way or the other, and possibly saw that, actually, no, this is an attempt by the Arians to just dethrone a bishop here. Yeah. Maybe we're being a bit unfair. However, Athanasius made one small but very fatal mistake. When talking to Constantine, he pointed out lots of things of why, why he'd been doing a good job. He also pointed out how important Alexandria was to the Empire, how much history it had, how rich it was, and how it gave so much grain to the rest of the Empire.
0: Oh, is that a veiled
1: threat? We don't know, but Constantine certainly saw it as a veiled yeah. threat. Athanasius was cleared of all charges. Oh, really? Apart from one, threatening to cut off the grain supply. You do not (laughs) threaten to cut off the grain supply. And just like that, Athanasius is sent into exile to Trier. And this links us back to Constantine II. How does this fit into our story? Don't know. Well, when Constantine II went back to his third of the empire, he was approached by the leading bishops of the region. Now, the West was very heavily anti-Aryan. Yeah. And here was one of their most famous bishops in exile, where he could do no good. Hmm. They wanted to send him back to Alexandria to convert the East to the right way of thinking. (laughs) And he was just sitting around doing nothing. Hmm. So could Constantine, too, perhaps, see his way to letting Athanasius go back to Alexandria? Your dad's dead now. He was a bit unfair. Remember that time he drowned your mother in front of your eyes?
0: Yeah. And your brother you played with since you were a baby, yeah. who cared for you.
1: Yeah. Do you remember that? That could have been Athanasius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe using some emotional blackmail. Yeah. Constantine too was convinced that Athanasius was being unfairly punished here and should indeed go back to Alexandria. Ooh. Also, on top of this, his brother Constantius was a committed Arian, <laughs> So it would probably really, really wind him up if he sent Athanasius back. <laughs> <laughs> Sibling rivalry. Yes. Brilliant. So, everyone's a winner, he thought. I'll send you back to Alexandria, you'll be happy, my brother will be annoyed. Wonderful. <laughs> Yay. So off he goes. Athanasius packs his things up, heads back home, ending the first of five exiles he would have in his life. (laughs) Really? Yes. And we'll leave Athanasius there. We will come back to him. He's just a very interesting character, and we'll see what happens to him as we go through the Constantinians. (laughs) So, back to Constantine II here. That business was all sorted. He was back to ruling. Constantine started to think about the deal he'd made with his brothers and discovered that actually he wasn't very happy now he thought about it. He was the oldest brother. Constantius had the entirety of the East, and Mm. he had to share the West with his littlest brother, Constans. When the agreement had been made, Constans was still technically a child. As I said earlier, in Constantine's head, he had the whole West, and his little brother was like a Caesar. Yeah. But it wasn't long before Constans grew up a little bit and saw himself as a man in his own right. Yeah. It was only a matter of time before things became tense between them. (laughs) It also didn't help that Constantius and Constans were both in the middle of fighting. Really? Not each other, at this point. Oh. Constantius was fighting the Persians, and Constans was fighting the Goths. Mm. That just meant Constantine had nothing to do. <laughs> bored. It just made him feel a bit useless. Here he is, Senior Augustus. Yeah. He's the oldest, obviously, he's Senior Augustus. Yeah, of course. But he had no say in the wars that were occupying the empire. He's... He used to cause a the war then, didn't he? So, in 337, (laughs) Constantine sends word to Constans that he'd been looking at a map, like you do, and he realised that it made much more sense if, like, the western bit of Africa, actually, now I think about it, (laughs) makes more sense if that was part of Spain. Yeah. Yeah. There were strong links over the very, very narrow stretch of water, and it just made sense to consolidate that area into one rule. Yeah, so we're talking where where Gibraltar is here. Okay. He sends that message off and he waits for his reply. Constans does reply and pointed out that if you look at a map, actually, brother, it's (laughs) clearly in Africa. I mean, look at it. Look at it there. It's obviously in Africa. What are you talking about? It belongs to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) However, after a bit of going backwards and forth, where you can only imagine Roger wore out some sandals, Constans somewhat reluctantly agreed. He was busy fighting in the Danube area, he didn't really have time to deal with this. Fine, have the very western bit of my province, in Africa. That's fine. However, Constantine was not done there. Mm -hmm. He looked at his map again, Mm -hmm. and he started to look east along the coast of Africa. (laughs) He started compiling a letter. Since, little brother, you're so busy in the Danube, There's lots of wars up there. Yeah, it must be so troubling looking after <laughs> Africa as well. It's so far away from where you are. And, yeah. Well, I'm in Africa. I'm in mean Spain. I'm mean Africa. Well, I'm 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 here <laughs> uh, anyway. So why why don't I just uh, why don't I just take Africa off your hands? Yeah, be uh, doing you a favour. Yeah. Why not? Constan's not happy with this idea, <laughs> <laughs> but. Didn't want to push his brother too far, and he was busy fighting in the Danube, so agreed that a gradual taking over of the region might be okay, possibly in the future. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> However, Constantine's idea of gradual and Constans' version of gradual did not match up. All right, yeah. No. Constantine, like now. Yeah. Constans, no. Constans, maybe when we're 60. <laughs> yeah. So, Constantine soon becomes very impatient. He starts to use his influence in the western part of North Africa to start getting involved in the African Diocese. Ending up with him actually issuing an edict for Carthage. Carthage being the main African city. Clearly way out of his territory. (laughs) Just way, way out. And he's issuing laws there. Constance finds out about this and is not happy with his big brother muscling in. He sends word to his brother. Fine, I give up. You can have Africa. However, continued Constans in his letter, I've uh, I've been looking at a map myself. Yeah. And now I actually, uh, I've stopped to think about this. I've realised Carthage actually uh, isn't in Africa at all. No more than uh, Western Africa was in Africa. You know how Western Africa's in Spain? I've realised that Carthage is actually, if you really look closely at this map, (laughs) it's actually in Italy. (laughs) So, of course, Constantine, you can have Africa, but obviously Carthage and the area around Carthage is obviously in Italy, so uh, I'll keep that. (laughs) Now, there are actually logical reasons to this. Carthage and the surrounding areas provided Italy with a lot of grain. So, economically speaking, it has strong links, which is the argument that Constantine put forth for the western part of Africa. But you just get the impression that this was just Constantine sticking it to Constantine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like if you're gonna use that ridiculous argument, I'm gonna use it right <laughs> back at you. <laughs> Constantine, not happy with this new redrawing of the map, probably thinking, oh, there's gonna be nothing left of Africa at this point. <laughs> All of Africa is gonna be in Europe soon. <laughs> it will uh, geographically yeah. A few <laughs> years is gonna yeah yeah just pump up
0: is it getting closer or is it, is it not getting yeah. away Yeah, uh-huh. it's getting closer it's yeah. part of the plate that is creating the, uh, the Himalayas
1: oh, Africa's
0: right. moving towards Europe so the Mediterranean will get, go, go soon
1: I'll say yeah. soon geographically yeah Geolog- g- g- geography soon yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Constantine like I say not happy replies to his brother no no it's clearly in africa look at it but it just just give me africa what are you playing at hmm. Constans replies again he is not giving his brother carthage and that was that what are you going to do about it thems fighting words thems aren't they? be fighting words <laughs> constantine was outraged he was senior augustus and possibly even more importantly he was the big brother his reputation was being seriously dented by this, so he'd had to do something drastic. He raised an army. Oh, he just wants to fight, doesn't he? And invaded
0: Italy. Can't he invade Italy?
1: Yes. He goes from Gaul, where he was, and goes into Italy. He told Constans he was just sending troops through to support their other brother, Constantius, who was fighting the Persians. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, Constans. I'm just, i just going to nip through Italy with ten thousand men. Um, yeah. no, nothing to Don't do with mind you. Us. Yeah. No, nothing no. to see here. No, we're, we're on our way to the Persians in the East. Of course we are. Yeah, Constans was not fooled by this for a moment. No. Constantine had made it to Aquileia by the time that his brother's troops met him. Now, it's impossible to say what Constantine's plans were, but he probably wasn't expecting his little brother yeah. to react as quickly as he did and was caught unawares. Ooh, you've grown up, like said. Yes. So unawares, in fact, that it was a complete ambush. Oh. Constantine's troops were no match for the hardened Danube troops, who had the advantage and element of surprise. Constantine's men were all wiped out. Including Constantine himself. Oh, wow. As Gibbon says, Constantine was betrayed into ambush, which had been concealed in a wood, where the rash youth, with a few attendants, was surprised, surrounded, and slain. So at the age of 24, after not really doing anything but argue over a map, Constantine, (laughs) too, dies. (laughs) Oh. It's 24, that's quite young. 34, isn't it?
0: No, twenty
1: four. Oh, yeah. oh wow, that's really young. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, nah. he <laughs> live up to his father? Well, no. Of course not. No, it's really disappointing. I it? I think this is. I think I've got all my scores already. Well, yeah. Let's let's breeze through the review section, shall we? Okay. Here we go. Fightius Maximus did do any. He fought his brother. No, he didn't. He wrote angry letters to his brother. <laughs> they got wiped out. In an ambush. Yeah, yeah. But he raised an army and he went over there. He was determined. I could probably raise an army. <laughs> but you haven't. I could. <laughs> zero. I- I'm going to give him one. Why? For raising an army. What? We have some emperors that didn't even do that and they get zero. That's okay. fine. You stick on zero. I'm well, sticking I give on zero. That gives
0: him just one. I'm not giving... I'm just writing one down. Yeah. <laughs> That's pathetic.
1: Okay, next round. crazy crazium. He kept bugging his little brother. He's <laughs> <laughs> like poking a bear. Just poke, 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 yeah. poke. Go on, go on. Give me Africa. Give me Africa. Give me Africa. Give me Africa. <laughs> Give me Africa. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, that's it. He just seems like a young man who wanted more land and was annoyed with his brothers. Mm. Zero. Zero. It's not crazy Yeah, he's not. Successus Successus Ultimus. Ultimus. (laughs) Successus Ultimus. (laughs) He he just wasn't in any way successful, was he? (laughs) Well, did he do anything with the Christianity? He sent Athanasius back, but, I mean... Well, that's just one person who, at the moment, is nothing, so... So, no. no... Um, he successfully got a bit of Africa off his brother. But not really, because he died, like, a week later and gave <laughs> it back, essentially. It wasn't a week later, but, um... Okay, a month later. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I think it's a bit like the fight here. It doesn't deserve one point for doing that small, minuscule thing. Well, he didn't put the Empire back at all, did he? Yeah, he didn't make the Empire worse. So, I'm going to give him at least one for that. Yeah, and I, I'll give him one as well, so that's... <laughs> Image of face. Maybe you can score someone this round. So, what, what, what do you think? I don't know, he's so insipid,
0: I can't <laughs> even think of what he looks like. It's like white, no face, sort of. That's all I've got.
1: <laughs> Jamie has drawn the outline of a face. <laughs> But certainly nothing inside. Oh, it's now got a mouth and <laughs> it looks like a crash test dummy. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. what it looks like. I right now you... have that image. Yes, yeah. he's a crash test dummy. Okay, well, this is what he looked like, apparently. Oh, that's hair. It's like a helmet. Yes, yeah, so it's a sort of bowl cut going on there, isn't it? Wow, it's quite puffy as well, look. Yeah. It stands out quite well. Do you a think bit.
0: that's a tight perm? Oh, it could be. Especially the front. Yeah.
1: It's very feminine.
0: Large eyes as well.
1: Large eyes, it's got yeah. It's dad's eyes. Very young understandably. Yeah. He was young. Yeah. In the other one, I noticed he's wearing armour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we must have put some on when marching into Italy. I guess so. Yeah. Maybe he didn't, that's why he got killed. <laughs> Maybe. His whole, his whole army didn't. It's certainly not someone I'd be willing to
0: follow. <laughs> no, he's a boy. Yeah, it's it's not great. Two for the hair. Three. Three for the hair. I like the hair and the eyes.
1: You like the hair? Yeah. I'll give him Three. I can go behind three. I'll go for three again. So that's 1.5 for Imogen of Facius. Let's go on to the last round. Temple completed. Maybe he ruled for decades and he'll pick up all his points here. Yeah, I think so. 36 years. 36 years you're going for. Yeah. 12 years older than he actually was. Mm,
0: okay, I'm seeing a flaw in my uh, <laughs> logic there. Um, well, you became Emperor at 21, didn't he? So four years?
1: Uh, well, well done. Using maths there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 21 add 4. <laughs> or three years. 337 to 340. We're going to call it three years. Oh, it's even worse than I thought. So that gives him a score for Tempo Completo of 0.38. That gives him a total score. <laughs> it's impressive. It is. It is a total score of 4.88. Yes. That is exactly 47 less than his father
0: oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a bit bit depressing isn't it but the
0: thing is with this guy I don't even get the impression that if he lived longer he'd have done any better no do you not no it's like an infantile whiny little annoying yeah <laughs> yes
1: okay right well doesn't mean he's not got it though <laughs> let's find out yeah
0: do they have a certain, certain... certain... genesis
1: yeah, well, obviously no. <laughs> yeah. I think we should, though, as, a, as
0: an anniversary treat, just for fun. Oh, yeah. Nah. No. <laughs> Definitely ruin
1: everything. No. Definitely not. No Genesis, this nope. week. He is a useless son. That's all he is. He's a letdown. But
0: he's emotionally scarred, though. Everything that he saw and
1: went True. through. True, Who knows? Maybe future Constantine's will be better. There are more. Eleven. What? If you count going into the Byzantine area. Ah. The very last emperor was Constantine XI. No, it was Augustinus. <laughs> yes, that's Western, but yeah. 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 Anyway, right. So, that's this week. Mm. Next week, his little brother, Constans. Mm. Let's see his view and see what he did afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: And,
1: uh... Right. Before we go this week, then, let's... Uh, Let's go over a couple of reviews. We've had some very really nice reviews recently, which is yeah. fantastic. Make us feel happy. happy. So, shall we choose one each this week, because we've got a few?
0: Yeah. Oh, can I read the one that's given on my birthday? Oh, no, yeah. it's like two of them. Three? Three on my birthday? Oh, thanks, Gary. <laughs> okay, so this one, it says, Addictive, five stars, from Moo Freaky. That's a great name. It's a good name. My experience with Totalis Ranking is like the time I used ice. The first hit was fine, but it wasn't anything life-changing. I could definitely give it up any time. Bored one afternoon, I saw another hit would pass the time. OMG, it was so much better this time. Seriously, woo! I couldn't stop giggling. And what I remember for the ride was amazing. But it's okay. I have other things in life that are more important and still keeping everything in line. It just doesn't stop being amazing! Screw real life, just give me more! Spelt wrong. (laughs) About now, you refuse to believe you are addicted, or that you are listening more to Jamie, and the other guy, more than your (laughs) wife. Cheers. (laughs) Or your children. But they don't matter, because the next hit can't be far away. Plus they just whinge a lot.
1: Do the housework instead of listening to that. Why do you keep calling me Roger? Daddy, we haven't eaten in three days and all you do is listen to those strange English guys.
0: It's okay, because all you need is the next hit. It gets you through the day, just knowing you have more at home. One day, you realise your supply is gone, the last two weeks have vanished and somehow you're at home in bed in the foetal position crying while some woman you vaguely recollect is doing a weak job of trying to comfort you while clearly thinking, do I stay? Do I go? Is this freak going to pay me? It's an amazing ride. Come on, give it a go.
1: <laughs> a very energetic review there. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, that, yeah, that's c-
0: comparing comparing us to taking drugs. I like it. I like it. I like yeah. it. It's good. Well, thank you.
1: Slightly biased in your favour, but yeah. Yeah. whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatevs. I'm not sore. Okay. <laughs> don't worry. Um, what's your name again? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll choose one as well. Okay, this one is from Jordan G, 1993. Yeah, it rhymes. Yeah, it does. I think that's intentional. Yes, I think so. Mm. Today is a sad day, because today is the day I finally caught up with the current release. I began listening to this podcast about four months ago, but in the last month I have relentlessly binge-listened from around Severus up to Licinius. I work as a groundsman for a large electrical business and often find myself getting odd looks mowing the grass whilst trying to <laughs> refrain myself from bursting out laughing. Thrax and his horse-punching antics, poopy anus, <laughs> Severus Snake, Claudius and his pet rock, to name a few. This podcast is very informative, and I now have superior knowledge that helps me answer the odd question whilst watching Pointless of The Chase. Those are both very funny, and the odd bit of rambling and randomness add to the entertainment. Also, listen to the Whiskey Podcast, which has inspired me to go out and buy a bottle of Laphroaig. Well done, you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Can't wait for Constantine. Brilliant. Yes. Okay, well, thank you very much for all those and and many others that we just don't have time to read at the moment. Yes. But um, we'll, we'll spread them out in the next couple of episodes. Yes, we will. Um, who do you think? Who gets the coin? Screw it, let's give both of them a coin. Both of them. They That's are both, they're both good. good. They're both Okay, both of you get your addresses to Jamie, he'll send you a. Uh, token of his appreciation and a coin and a coin (laughs) wrapped together (laughs) so the one doesn't spin around (laughs) okay right okay so before we go though a couple of other things we want to mention thank you very much to all those people who have uh, been very excited and talked to us about our second series, American Presidents Totalus Rankium. Yeah, looking forward to that. We are very much looking forward to that. We are going to start that after this series, which we predicting will probably end around Christmas time. Mm. Yes. So in the new year, we will be doing American Presidents Totalus Rankium. We will be ranking, just like we do here, every president. From Washington. To Trump. Yeah, so we will be finding out exactly why is America like it is. Yeah, but it's quite, it's quite interesting because
0: their political system boggles me. I don't really understand how it works, so I'm quite looking forward to it. Oh, yeah.
1: No, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be really good. I like the American culture. However, there might be some people out there wishing it was there now. I want it now. I'm so impatient. Yeah. Well, actually, we have been in contact with Arthur, Jamie and Colin from... The People vs. Potus podcast. And just in case you get confused, that's not me, Jamie. It's a different. No, Jamie. different Jamie. These are three real Americans. <gasps> real ones. Real ones. ones. Problem, and no those mythical ones. No, they're they're. They're actually there. Yeah. They go, Ha damn!" That's what they do. Yeah. They um, they started their podcast um, not long ago. There were a few episodes in, and they mm. also were looking at the American presidents. So, if you can't wait for our seconds here, just go and listen to them. It's a fantastic pod- yeah. podcast. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. I'm it. Our uh, Father Christmas being at the uh, Nicean Council uh, actually came from their podcast. Oh, really? Yes. How? Uh, they have a round where they just do a general knowledge. Quiz. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it was one of their questions and general Santa knowledge. Sounds punched an Aryan. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's good. And I went, oh, we're doing that. I've got to look into that. <laughs> yeah. So, that is The People versus POTUS. Go and check out. Really good podcast. Some fantastic people doing that. Right. And the last thing our new senators, thank you very much to. Edine? Is that how you put it? I love how we can never do this. Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> Where? E D E I N one. Eddie. Eddie, thank you, Eddie. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call you. Uh, Mark Summers, you've got a nice simple name. Thank you, Mark. Frio Dockers. Doc Frio Dockers. Frio Dockers 29. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And Millie Rick Samuel. Malaria... Malaria... Mel Sam. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Samuel. Yeah. Yes. Thank I- you very much for joining our Senate. And I hope you have enjoyed the Caesar and the Sulla episodes. Because, mm. yes, we have just released, or well, last week, we released yep. our Sulla episodes. You found out who Sulla was. Yes. Very angry man. A very angry <laughs> man. Yes. bit killing. A Roman Republic Totalis Rancium episodes. Bit longer than these ones. Yep. Aren't they? Um. Slightly different rounds. Well. Slightly different rounds. We won't tell you what they are. You've got to join the Senate to find out. But, oh, oh yeah, oh, they're yeah. special.
0: Good plugging, Rob, good yeah, plugging.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought that's was good, wasn't it? I it would be great. <laughs>
0: yes. But all the money that our Senate is donating for us is, we're, we're investing in that back into the podcast. We're not going to and buying whiskey. Mm.
1: <laughs> um. That
0: sounds convincing. <laughs> Oh, we haven't, to be fair. No, we um, haven't,
1: actually. We so. use the
0: money to um, buy books for you and research material. And also, yes. we're upgr- our main goal is to upgrade our recording software. Which and should
1: equipment. be happening soon. We're going yes. to start looking into that very shortly. So hopefully you'll start hearing it. A... We're going to buy a slightly more expensive dictaphone. <laughs> yes. So all that leads for us to say is a little treat for some people because as much as people are excited about the American Presidents podcast and people do seem to be quite keen on it <clears throat> yeah we have had some people expressing some dismay that we are abandoning the Romans <sighs> well after the fall of the West dismay no more we have decided that we're not going to do season two American Presidents and then season three we are going to run two seasons concurrently. oh that so means th- at the same time <laughs> <laughs> Cheers! Right, uh, that's lost at least three <laughs> listeners feeling insulted now. <laughs> Sorry. We are going to run American presidents and Roman emperors. We will just continue. We will finish this series, yeah. and we will do a roundup at the end of Augustus. Yes. But straight afterwards, we will jump in, possibly with Leo. And we will just carry on. Now, this will not be weekly anymore, unfortunately. We're going to focus on the American President's one. But we're hoping that this will be every two weeks. We will be able to keep up the Roman Emperors. Hmm. So, we will just continue. And we will be rating all the Roman Emperors from Augustus to to Constantine Constantine XI. See, I know that. Yeah. So, I hope you're all pleased to hear that. And I think now all we need to do is say goodbye. With our regular sign-off. What are you doing to mummy? Shh. Shh. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Dearest brother, how my heart aches for you. And how I long to see you again. I do hope you are well. I understand that you are facing trying times against all the barbarians. I'm so sorry to hear how busy you are. But I can help. I can take Africa off your hands to let you concentrate. To let you win for the greatness of Rome. Lots of love, Constantine.
1: Dear brother, so lovely to hear of you. And it's wonderful you're thinking of my well-being. I must say, I wasn't expecting the letter, but when it came, my heart soared with joy. Of course you can have Africa. You are right, it is actually quite a drain on my resources. And I welcome such a wise and learned ruler to take charge of of other underrepresented area. Let's put a date on it. I suggest 67 years from the date at the top of this letter. Yours forever, Constance.
0: Dear Constance, my brother, great plan, and I fully support it. You are wise, well beyond your years. Uh, however, I couldn't help but notice a typo. You seem to have put years instead of days. It's easy to say to make, no hard feelings, lots of love from your
1: bigger, older brother, Constantine. Dear Constantine, perhaps 67 years was... Maybe a bit too slow. You're right. Fine. You can have Africa. That's absolutely fine. However, I'm sure you'll agree if you get your map out and look at it whilst you're also reading this letter, if indeed you can multitask, that um, Carthage, well, it's in Italy. I mean, it's not in Italy, but it's strongly linked to Italy, and well, what I'm trying to say is Carthage is mine. I'm having Carthage, your brother, Constance. Dear little, underlined,
0: brother. What? Don't be ridiculous. Look at a map, it's nowhere near Italy. It's part of Africa, therefore it belongs to me. From your older, wiser, and stronger brother, Constantine. P.S. Look at a map.
1: Dear co-ruler, I looked at the map. It said your face is stupid. Carthage is mine do one. To Constance, I hate your face. Dear Constantine, you are not my mother's son. Father told me before he died. Bye. Constance, you were a mistake. Dear Constantine, if you really want it, come along and take it off me, you idiots. Goodbye. Dear Constance, my, my
0: brother, just a little polite note. I'm going to be sending some troops in your direction, just about 10,000, just to meet with Constantius. Nothing you need to worry about. They'll be passing through your lands, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Don't, don't need to pay any attention to that. Goodbye.
1: Dear Constantine, I will be laying this letter on your grave. I won, you lost. ha. <laughs>